Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Marvel Cinematic University, the podcast that talks about everything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And you know, it's Santa was coming down the chimney a couple weeks ago with his big bag of gifts, and we got a big bag of mail that we're going to get through about things like Hawkeye, Spider-Man No Way Home, and everything else under the sun. I'm your host, Jay Christie, and I'm joined as always by my two co-hosts coming to you from Toronto. The one, the only, Jerome Chang. Jerome, how are you? I am doing wonderful from good old lockdown here in Toronto. I'm cozied uh, up in my Raptors boba tee or mm-hmm. boba sweatshirt and, uh, you know, just doing my thing. How are you, man? Mm-hmm. I'm doing well. You know, I wasn't the one who just technically speaking got hired by the paper of record, but um, also <laughs> joining us is, you know, he looks like he, his heat's not working. He's, he looks like he's cold. He's shivering. But I think that that's just going to make his takes even icier, you know? The man, the myth, the legend, Anthony Canton III. Anthony, how are you? I mean, you know, I'm good. I'm good. Happy 2022 to everybody, not only uh, you guys, but the, everybody listening. Yep. Um, no, I'm going to try. I'm going to try and come in hot. It might be cold. Oh, we're going to heat up the room. Wow. Yeah, there we go. I didn't even think about that, but that, of course, what else would I expect from Anthony Canton III? So we asked, no less. Um, we asked everyone, uh, our followers, our patrons, you know, our enemies, to submit questions uh, for us to go through. And I think we should start off with one that, uh, is from our friend, friend of the show, been in a couple times, Anthony Mays, who asked, mm-hmm. when is the next Avengers movie going to happen? Who will be the leader of the Avengers, and what's the starting lineup? Mm-hmm. Now, let's take the mm-hmm. first part of that question first. Because uh, my answer is, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, I mean, straight up. I mean, if all things go well, do you have an idea? Like, just because, obviously, yeah. there's delays I would and everything. S- I would say probably in, like, maybe... Five years? I don't know. I, I don't think any sooner than that, honestly. I feel like sooner um, than five. Yeah, I think it's sooner I'm than I'm giving five. a two to three year window. All right, so I'm going to put it to you this way. There is a open date. And mm-hmm. uh, I think the MCU has five films. Well, that's no 20... fun when you have like someone from Murphy's Multiverse with all the mm-hmm. intel yeah. at that point. <laughs> no, but not even, but that's like, but that's just like a Disney press release where they yeah. Yeah, release yeah. like the dates. So mm-hmm. 2024 has like five films. Yeah. And. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just just to add on that, if you think about the Russo brothers talking about, yeah, we want to come back and do one more. And a few months ago, we had the the hubbub blue about the about the Black Widow situation, which made them a little gun shy about mm-hmm. resigning. But it seems like everything is going forward. Um, as far as that's concerned, I think if anything, Secret Wars might be your next Avengers movie if mm-hmm. I had to guess. So yeah. 2024 mm-hmm. would be my earliest guess. Yeah, 2024, which is, I, yeah, like about a two-year... I have a question, though. How, because obviously these movies have a lot of moving parts, how, what would be the latest they would be able to announce what it was going to be before it... Because obviously, like, if we get to the end of this year and it still hasn't been announced for 2024, obviously it's not coming in 2024 because it's... Right, I feel like they would have to, at least like a year and a half, right, in advance, they'd have to say what it was going to be, be just yeah. for production reasons. I mean, yeah, here, I th- I'll have yeah. a fun, adent- like, uh, if you don't mind me switching it up, like, sure. that same question a bit. When are we going to see our first post credit scene that alludes to our next Avengers? Hmm. And could we see it or not in any, any of the properties that we already know to exist right now? Um, I think... 
Uh, yeah, maybe Shang Shang maybe credits. maybe we've already seen it. That's a good question. Well, I think right, okay, yeah. I, like in that sense, but yeah. I mean, like I think a little more concrete because obviously the Shang Chi stuff is like there. I would say the much. one that yeah. I don't, I, I forget exactly where it's coming out in the order since things are shifting around so much. Obviously, I think that if there if it's going to be Secret Wars, then uh, the Marvels would have one just because that feels because the scrolls and just feels like a place that they could have something. Um, okay, I agree with that. Okay, um, but yeah. So then, like, because if that's the case, right? Like that's. That is pretty soon. Like, you know, yeah. at least in terms of like when you think about like the timeline of, you know, I mean, the very first Iron Man is really an allusion mm-hmm. to the Avengers at that point. And so, you know, I, I think we've more or less come through, I guess, what we can define as the epilogue of mm-hmm. Endgame yeah. in terms of yeah. all these uh, different acts. I think No Way Home really kind of closes that chapter almost mm-hmm. for sure at that point. Mm-hmm. And then, really, when you look at things like Multiverse of Madness, that is a situation now where um, it feels like it really is now kind of forward motion. You know, things are set. Now we're going to see the aftermath of, like, this new kind of um, unfolding, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would happen to agree with that. I think the one thing that, if anything, that you want to look out for, uh, specifically in Multiverse of Madness, Mm -hmm. is... Uh, just kind of what you see, we hear about the Loki character showing up and obviously mm-hmm. the Loki connections to Kang and what that means for a potential storyline. When you talk about Secret Wars, we talk about the battle world and the beyonder and you get into all of these really um, cosmic type of characters that the MCU hasn't really seen as of yet. So I'm looking like for something significant from Multiverse of Madness okay. in terms of like post-credit to kind of show something there so that'll be like a. so you're you're talking like that soon like things can start jumping off very soon is what you're saying yeah because once you do that then thor love and thunder is next and Mm -hmm. you kind of have thor and the guardians together at least for a little bit Mm -hmm. so you can kind of see what the the cosmic side of things is going to do Mm -hmm. and i think to at least historically thor has always been something that has i mean obviously different scenarios but thor has never been something that has been so on point with avengers direction it's always kind of been like a bit of a aside like because yeah. it goes into cosmic i know we're like more cosmic in space like and magical now so it could be more relevant yeah. but definitely earlier on when you think about the original thor movies and stuff like that it was kind of like more bringing in that world than it is kind of driving toward the traditional avengers i guess is yeah think, yeah yeah i think that's fair and i and also, I think even in Thor, and I think you're right about what you said, I think also some of the other characters that are in that movie, like a Valkyrie, might appear in other stuff, like the mm-hmm. rumor is now that she's going to be in the Marvel. So you, you can kind of like stretch out certain characters and certain things now because it seems like even though they've kind of spread things out in the MCU, we have more characters in each other's movies kind of interacting and cohabitating. So... You can and kinda that's kind of different now, like, no? Because like before, yeah. it used to be more of a crossover thing, whereas now it's just everyone just exists in the universe. Right. So everything, like when you say a Valkyrie goes into the Marvels or just any character going into another uh, movie, it it's less like the feeling like when, for example, in Thor Ragnarok, he shows up at Doctor with at Doctor mm-hmm. Strange's th- uh, footsteps or doorsteps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like now, it's just like. They're all, I mean, they're all friends from work, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it, it's, it's just a matter of time for them to cross paths. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it does, I think the thing that's good about that is that I think so many times with like, it happens a lot on TV 
when you have like a big guest star come in and play a role and then like mm-hmm. later on in the series it would make a hundred percent of sense for that character to show up again but they don't and it's like oh just because they couldn't get him again whereas the right. mcu is so yeah, big yeah. now where it's like if it would make sense if like you know captain marvel has a problem that for some reason she needs someone with valkyrie's skill set instead of having to make up a new character it's like well we can just get tessa thompson to come back and do that you know they don't have to totally and so i think that that's like a really good interesting thing and it really i think gives a uh i think it just allows for the fun of so much of the fun of infinity war was characters interacting with each other i think that there kind of is a bit of like why don't we just kind of do that in small pockets all the time um because i mean that's how the comics work, as I understand it. I mean, obviously, with origin stories or ones yeah. in different universes. But for the most part, if it's an Avengers-style comic, it's like, you know, if Tony Stark needs someone who, uh, you know, is smart in gamma radiation, he's not gonna, they're not going to make up a new character. He's just going to go to Bruce Banner, you know? Exactly, yeah. Um, but what about the other um, part of the question? Because sure. we already spent a lot of time on this one part. Who is leading the Avengers? Uh, I'm, I'm going to leave AC for last because he obviously has like many answers. I feel like it's better to speculate amongst the like less informed well, at it that was point. A star- oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Jake was a starting five too, yeah. right? Yeah, starting lineup as well. Yeah. Um, but like, Jake, who do you got? I think, and this is going to sound like a cop-out answer, but I will eventually settle on an answer. I think that who is leading the Avengers is going to be a primary plot point of whatever the next Avengers film is. Specifically because I okay. think the two people who are most qualified probably are... Doctor Strange and Captain Marvel, who I would put probably as the people who are, in terms of power level and kind of, like, not evilness. Mm -hmm. And I think that both of them will have pushback because Doctor Strange, I think, will be reluctant because he doesn't consider his role to be an Avenger. He considers his role to be the protector of this universe in this time. And I think Captain Marvel will have pushback because it's like, where the hell were you, lady? Captain Marvel just shows up on 10-day contracts. Exactly. (laughs) So I think (laughs) that there's going to be some type of strife. And I think because of that... It, like, you know, say when there's multiple political candidates that, you know, poll different constituents and stuff like that, and you end up with someone no one's satisfied with, um, Uh like, I don't know, the mayor of New York City, uh, that you could get someone (laughs) like a Sam Wilson, who is going to be the leader of the Avengers. I also disagree with the Sam Wilson. I know you're not saying Sam Wilson's... No, I'm saying... I'm I'm joking saying that. I don't know exactly, but I think there's going to be that power struggle. I mean, like, Sam Wilson kind of makes the logical choice as, like, the next Captain America. Yeah. Um... I, yeah, I think for all the reasons that you mentioned, like why there would be hesitation either Strange or um, Captain Marvel, Marvel is like I think that's all that all remains true. Like I just don't see them because they're such like they're just overpowered bit mm-hmm. players, yeah. and not in any way that like they don't deserve the leadership. Mm-hmm. It's just like they I don't I just don't see them in that position. Um, I'm gonna go with one uh, Reed Richards as the one who's gonna lead them all the way in uh, because it just seems to make sense on like all the fronts of like he's he would in our, uh, in theory be the leader of the Fantastic Four he mm-hmm. would be kind of like a central like like a Tony Stark in that regard like he's kind of like Tony Stark with that's just not like kind of off the rails in my opinion mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I. I just feel in terms of like bringing the cosmic and the grounded science and everything all together um, and just being when you think about like comic books in general, kind of like a more of a natural leader on that front. I feel mm-hmm. like Reed Richards has a good shot at being that kind of role, although I would argue I don't even know who is like an Avengers leader at this point. Like I'm, I'm going to guess like for how big it is, um, it's more like a committee. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to pick one. I'm going to go with kind of a Reed Richards. Okay, AC, what say you? 
You know, it's interesting because I, again, it's unfortunate the the untimely passing of Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. because I really think they would have set him. Up I, I would have gone that way if it weren't for that. Yeah, I think they yeah. would have set him up to be that. Uh, I think short term, mm-hmm. I do think there was a, there was a reason that we saw Bruce Banner and Shang Chi mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to anybody else for the time being. That's a good idea. I could see yeah. him being kind of like the short term guide to the folks the newcomers coming in and captain marvel more but that's like yeah that's kind of like growing into the role okay yeah 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 um do you think just just because captain marvel needs to be all over the place but i guess like if the kind of sheer scale of what it is is like bigger than earth Mm -hmm then I think Captain Marvel could make sense on that front. I just feel like Captain Marvel is just the ultimate weapon, less the yeah. ultimate leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. Like, So in Civil War II, Captain Marvel was kind of like the, the real leader, leader of mm-hmm. the Avengers, and Tony Stark challenged her authority. So I could see something like that happening here at the MCU where Monica Rambeau, whatever the conflict is we see some of that in the marvels and then gradually as we get into whatever the next avengers movie is going to be kind of see the same thing and then eventually they accept her as their leader but i do think the shang chi aspect of when bruce says Mm -hmm. yeah she does that a lot in leaving i do think that's going to be something that they play on going forward Mm -hmm. sure and i also think that a plot line in the marvels maybe not a plot line but a theme is that i get the idea that on some level, not on some level, very clearly, Monica resents Carol for like not giving the Earth enough attention in a way. I, I think, mm-hmm. and so I think that like I would, I, I would, I'm above fifty percent sure that there's going to be some type of thing about why is it that like is she really just focusing on all the other planets because it's her responsibility, or is it there's something that she's like trying to not face about Earth? Now, what that's pure speculation, but I feel like it is like. There is something there of clearly the relationship between Monica and Carol is frayed, and I think a lot of it probably has to do with the fact that she hasn't been on Earth in a while. Um, right. I think yeah, the best way to sum up what you're saying, Jake, is Captain Marvel is the Jeff Winger of Marvel characters. Mm-hmm. She doesn't accept being the leader, but she reluctantly accepts it when it's thrust upon her. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and so the bits of the starting lineup, I think we just go through that quickly. Um, I think, yeah. you know, like sure. some like an Ant-Man, I think has got to be there. He can't be a leader because he's Scott Lang, but... I mean, okay, but like, let's starting, right? So if we're talking starting, I think um, I'm going to bring back Reed Richards again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Marvel's in the mix. Um, Shang-Chi, I think... What? Where do you put? I have him in the mind. Like, do you? But is he like in a like a main player, or is he like if we're talking about like Endgame? Is he closer to Thor, or is he closer to Valkyrie? Interesting. I feel like he falls somewhere in between. However, he can have one of those big moments because of the Ten Rings and the power that those things have. Also, I I think you just Dragon. Yeah, yeah. Got, so he has a dragon involved. He, he has um, a specific ceiling that he can reach. Right, mm-hmm. right. So okay, so high ceiling player. <laughs> nice. Um, and like where I think wherever they go with Black Panther, mm-hmm. that character is yeah. gonna be a main player. Um, 
I mean, I feel uh, like strange you know, you, you automatically. Know I I, <laughs> I don't know if this is like a wild pick. Um because like I'm kind of like now rounding back to the original, like who has a running for a leader of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how it works historically in the comics. But one vision? Mm, white vision. Well, like any vision for that well, matter. Yeah. The one that's alive is white, if I remember correctly, but you're right. Are they both? Not. Oh yeah, that's true. Well no, that's the other one's point. not alive anymore because yeah, 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 yeah. he got disintegrated. Kind of wild. I want to for... see where I want to see where we find him first. Yeah, right. right. I have okay, a better fair, answer fair. for you. Uh, Doctor Strange, naturally. Uh-huh. Yeah, Strange is in there. Um, I think Thor's in. I think Thor's, yeah, Thor's, def- Thor's, Thor's back in, in the mix. Uh, I think just because the shield, I think Sam Wilson has to be. He's going to be front and center because he's Captain America. Yeah, I don't, sure. I don't think that they can sure. have him be like a Valkyrie level character. Spidey. Mm, not sure. That I have uh, no idea. Yeah, not sure okay. yet. Uh, and then of course, uh, okay, we mentioned Strange. Okay, so. At the point that we get to an Avengers movie, is Wanda part of the Avengers or against them? <laughs> I mean, oh I think that God. she's she's like uh, like the gunslinger you bring off the bench, who like you can't trust in a big moment, but like she'll she could heat up for twenty points in a quarter. But it's yeah. like if you put her in the fourth quarter, she's gonna play bad defense, get like two thousand two minutes. You know, I just yeah. I could definitely see her getting two texts and getting thrown out mm-hmm. immediately. Okay. A la Rashid Wallace. She has all the talent she, in the world. I mean, but, if you want me to fall in love even further with Wanda, uh, like associating her with Rashid Wallace is just like, mm-hmm. now I'm ready yeah. with a ring at this point. Because I'll, yeah. I'll just, I'll just, just to put it this way, nobody's going to be happy with her at the end of Doctor Strange. Sure. Yeah. Right. right. I, yeah. I would say if she's gonna end up being a hero at all, though, I think I obviously she's gonna be doing a lot of villainous stuff in Doctor Strange and Multiverse mm-hmm, of Madness. Mm-hmm. But I think if she's gonna end up being a hero, I can't imagine that she's still like if she's still a villain by the next Avengers movie. Then I just I don't know what I mean because obviously the character has bad turns in the comics, but for the most part, AC she's a hero for most of the time, right? Yeah, she's gonna. I mean, it'll be. I hope that with the character work done in WandaVision mm-hmm. that after Multiverse of Madness, they can find a, a nice way to build her back up from a hero sense because she's going to take a hit. Yeah, because at um, some point she needs to have a redemption or else this kind of art, setting up all the groundwork in WandaVision is actually kind of useless if she just stays a villain the whole time. I would agree. Yeah. My my, my last like sla- starting lineup slash like this is other than Reed Richards, the other name I want to throw out there as a potential leader mm-hmm. of the Avengers is uh, is Storm. Hmm. I think I'm. Okay. I think I think I'm leaning that way. Like especially if there's like an X Men type integration, uh, I like Storm in the mix. And also mm-hmm. like Storm, at least historically in the comics, also would have uh, Wakanda connections mm-hmm. too, right? So I think True. they're just yeah. Um, Cyclops, Cyclops potentially. Cyclops is a big leader if his character is used differently, which I'm gonna assume that it's going to be. Yeah. So <laughs> not dying off screen is what you're saying. Nah. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. I mean, his character, truly his character's entire purpose in those three films is just to get cucked by uh, Wolverine, which, of course, was a take that was first made by Pablo Torre. I need, I'm <laughs> so mad that that wasn't me, but that is a thing that happens in those movies. But anyway, let's move on to the next question. Yes, we're going to spend way too much time on this one. All right. Uh, Suara from the Discord says, Will Andrew Garfield be back in any MCU multiverse films or TV, or will Sony actually make an amazing Spider-Man film or both? I think there's a decent chance of both mm-hmm. at this I point. Like, I think the reaction yeah. was that positive. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. I think that he'll probably, I, I would say that the thing I think most likely 
is that he might make a cameo appearance in one of like the villain spinoff movies. I don't know if you've if that's been sure. something that's been discussed, but um, you know, I think that they want to have him. Yeah. He wa- it's one of those things where if he wants to do it, and the reaction yeah. to it was great. Like it's one of those like who says no thing. Like there's act- there's actually no good reason for it, for him not to continue to do it. You know, so I, I think. It- I mean, I, well, if you want to say like no good reason, I he kind of got his closure. Yes, I know. I mean, from like the business sense of like, from the if the studio sure, wants to like, do it, because I, I could see like an Andrew Garfield like being like, I'm good. Like I got yeah. everything I needed out of this character. I got kind of the redemption mm-hmm. from the original mm-hmm. movies, mm-hmm. and I was given a proper sort of end to my story. Um, yeah. So I could see that being a thing. Like, in the kind of same way, uh, but maybe even more meaningful than, like, I just don't see Tobey Maguire coming back. Yeah. I guess yeah. what I would say is, I, uh, Jerome, I could see that happening, except we know from reporting that it that has not happened, that he said he would like to do it yeah, again. Yeah, no, no. Of thing. course, of course, of course. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know if we have any more concrete stuff behind that, but I would say, I think AC's right, where it's like, probably on both. Probably. I think there's a decent, ch- decent chance, like more so, like the like you, you could see like a multiverse thing, him coming back or, or something like that from the MCU yeah. stuff. Uh, Sony, they have a lot of stuff going on, so mm-hmm. it depends on what they decide to do. But I'm sure. I mean, they if, if they're strictly for... in Spider-Man mode, then you couldn't just see, uh, for sure, like Toby come back anyway, just as his Spider-Man, and like just have to like get a voice fee at that point <laughs> if he doesn't really want to be like in the mix yeah. but like I, right. I don't know the other thing too is just uh ultimately money also talks a ton and mm-hmm. i don't know who says no to like these paychecks yeah exactly yeah, yeah. It, it, it there's a there's so much groundswell for it to happen that like i imagine there's groundswell for it to happen and no one involved seems averse to it so probably is the answer um and uh and the next question is from Caleb Lammesser, which is, uh, what is your favorite performance or character that has appeared only once in the MCU? To me, it's obvious Clubhouse leaders are Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man and Jonathan Majors as Kang, but I'm curious if there are other characters you wish to make a return appearance. And Benny added on to that, uh, to limit it to characters that only appear uh, and haven't returned to the franchise. So I, I would say that Andrew Garfield doesn't necessarily count because he's had a whole... Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like- um, what about you guys? I, so Jonathan Majors is kind of like I, I get that that's a pick. I also it's just like it was an introduction, so that's mm-hmm. not really yeah. like a one time um, where we like when we left them, we just weren't sure if they were to come back. Uh, mm-hmm. We know he's coming back. I, hmm, this is a good question. Uh, I also think it's different with. I TV think the shows obvious too. answer is Edward Norton as the Hulk. Yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, like for example, my my mind went to like Catherine Hahn, but also like because of the TV Again, show. Again, we know she's coming back. She, she's, yeah. Well, yeah, and and but also on top of that, we also got more time with her than we normally would with a character yeah. of her size in a movie. Yeah. Um, I would have said Justin Hammer before. I, I I had Justin Hammer in the mix, but like again. I like. I think that's the. I don't know that his performance was really great <laughs> as much as like I'm just a big, you know, Sam Rockwell. Everyone fan. likes Sam Rockwell. He has a thing. Everyone likes Sam. Ra- He's just like charming. Kate Blanchett. Yeah, that was gonna Hello, be my yeah, answer. I was gonna. I was one. slowly yeah. gonna eliminate like the other ones that I had, but Kate Blanchett is, I think, the answer. That's a, yeah, um, that's a great. Not one. the answer, but it's one of the answers because you know she's not yeah. coming back because Sir yeah. was given the hands. Um, and uh, yeah, 
I, I, I guess too, like one, I yeah, like so it would be, it would have to be like a villain that only lasted. Because mm-hmm. like those are really the only ones that like make any like real substantial mm-hmm. um, appearance. Uh, Shoot, it might be Tony Leung too. Yeah, Tony, Tony Leung was good. Yeah, yeah Tony Leung was mm-hmm. good. Um, as Wenwu, I was a big fan of that. Yeah. Um, is there anyone like in a secondary role that you just? Mm. That's a good yeah. question. I mean, I think it would be hard to answer that question if the stipulation is that they can't be mentioned if they are going oh, to be in something else. Alexander you know? Pierce, Robert Redford. Oh, right. But he technically, two, two appearances, technically. Yeah, he did appear in Endgame. Oh, Endgame, um, yeah. yeah. I, I had him up there, too. Yeah. I was with you, AC. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard. There's just so few. It is hard. And like I said, if you, were, if you were to take away things. the limit of like upcoming projects, I think it would be a little easier. Right. Um, uh, but... How about any of the people in, like, how about any of the Romanovs? Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, Rachel Vice. Yeah. Rachel Vice. I mean, Rachel I thought Vice. that, yeah, yeah. I, as yeah. a Rachel Vice stan, I thought that she was like, it was middle of the road Rachel Vice, which is still obviously great. Right, um, right. David but, Harbour. Uh, yeah, David Harbour, I thought, was doing a lot. Um, yeah. Like, I, I think also it's hard for me to even evaluate that because it, there's just the, the performance of that movie is not them. Um, right, right. You know? Uh, but I, I think I think ultimately the good, the good thing is that Marvel's gotten so many good one movie performances, mm-hmm. and to the point where that they have to bring people back, like that it's it, that there's a lot of characters I feel like they wouldn't necessarily bring back with as much haste as like, for, I, like yeah. <laughs> if uh, probably coming back in some form, just like the way things are trending, and if we're calling it like like. If we are equating seasons to singular movies, Killgrave. Mm. Um, I mean, but that's yeah. not MCU as well. You right? know, you guys know how I feel about Killgrave. Of I, course, but just, I, that, hence why I think it's worth mentioning. That, uh, I, I yeah. truly, there's a compilation that someone made of every command he gives to people, and it's like 30 minutes long. And I watch that sometimes. Crazy. It's so scary. It is just yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. just it's just oh god. I think people <laughs> don't remember how good that was. Um, but yeah. Shoot, add Cottonmouth to that list, but you know oh, he's yeah. coming back as somebody else. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. Uh, I mean, it's so funny that that, that show is going to have the two main villains of season one both played people in both the MCU and the and Netflix shows. Uh, so shouts to them. Uh, but the next question comes from Montel, uh, who says, given how important the Tony-Peter relationship was, how significant is it that Peter sh- sheds the Stark technology at the end of No Way Home for his more traditional costume? And how does that affect Tom Spider-Man moving forward in the MCU? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, as far as that one's concerned, that one is, that one is pretty easy, actually, because the Stark mm-hmm. Tech thing, we're going to see in Armor Wars. That's mm-hmm. your setup right there for what's going to happen there. And I think just shedding the armor, I think Howard mentioned this mm-hmm. on the pod, and he's talked about it a lot with us, is that bringing Spider-Man back to the neighborhood and giving him more like grounded more of like stories. feels like a regression to the mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, giving him more grounded stories is kind of a good a good thing for the character yeah. in some ways. So if you centralize it and focus it on him, and mm-hmm. Spider Man has such a such an extensive rogues gallery, specifically in the street mm-hmm. category, mm-hmm. that you can tell mm-hmm. tremendous stories doing that. So I like I, I will say, I mean, because put it this way, if it weren't for No Way Home, we would have probably had. Peter Parker slash Spider-Man is one of the front runners for leader of the Avengers. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yes. so like, there you go in terms of like how significant of a change that is at that point. Um, I think 
yeah, I, I didn't know that this is what they were going to do. And I was happy uh, knowing that after the fact. Um, you know, it doesn't do too much for Peter, at least in the sense of, like, I don't think we've changed his character significantly. No. We've just, like, removed his access to things. I think he's always kind of been the same character and, like, will be somewhat the same. If anything, like you said, it just kind of goes back to a more traditional way yeah. we look at Spider-Man. And it it might have called the right um, moment of we've done all we could with all the suits. Because, like, we got Iron Spider so quick. Yeah. Very early. So Very quick. early. Yeah. You know, uh, like, I think we came out of, what, Homecoming, and we're like, ooh, this might be Iron Spider. And then, like, the next time we saw him, like, within Infinity minutes. Infinity War immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Immediately. So, you know. I also think, from a metaphorical sense, I think that, I think a lot of people like to take heroes' words as gospel. So, like, the fact mm. that Tony Stark called Peter the next Tony Stark, I think he was wrong, and I think that the movie kind of treats it like he's wrong because mm-hmm. he's not the next Tony Stark. He's a leader, but he's a leader in his own way, and he just yeah. is not. Like, he knows. Like, it's, you know, he, I, and I and in wish... fairness, if you think about um, mm-hmm. Far From Home, mm-hmm. like, they already kind of make that point. Because, exactly. No, yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. And, and right. so you almost wish that Tony could come back so, you know, he could say, like, James Vanderbeek to him, like, you know, Bleeding the Avengers might have been your dream, but I don't want your life, you know? <laughs> right, um, right, exactly. And it's because I think that he just, look, he is a leader. I think it's so much of what No Way Home shows that he he wants to help people and do good, but I think the things that he exhibits in No Way Home are why he's a good hero for the street level, but why yeah. maybe he shouldn't be the one calling shots on cosmic threats, because that's not, it's just, that's not his, you know, forte. Yeah, because I think a lot of what the, you know, Iron Boy trilogy does is it more <laughs> like, um, it more just makes the point that Tony is less like you're the next me as much as like this is probably better in your hands which is still probably true in terms of like as great as Tony is like he does really kind of fuck about most of the time Mm -hmm. and cause like a lot of (laughs) Ultron uh, level problems like for everyone so you know like at least when you have Peter Parker you're like that's a kid when it's a grown-ass man you're just like what's your Mm -hmm. excuse um so like and and it makes that case, but then I think, I don't know, it's, um, I think this is where, like, the business side sometimes gets a little, like, not as fun to deal with. It's just, like, it also just feels like a business decision to, like, bring oh. him back, like, so Sony can have him in their world, minus, like, the MCU. Mm-hmm. Like, it's to separate, too. I actually don't you. think that that's the case, because I think... Because Marvel has to be a producer on it, basically, if they have any mention of anything in the MCU. And so I think that they would need to do a lot more than just remove... Like, I don't think that this is a move to try to pivot to make... To do films without Marvel's uh, producing. No, no, no. No, it's not that. But I think it's a lot easier to bring him into their universe without all... Oh, That's about it. That's all. Like, in terms of business decision. Okay, sorry. Yeah, 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 for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think, ultimately, I think it's a great thing for the character... And because sure. I think that ultim- it's one of those things where it's like he's making his own choice, his own choice. Like he's kind of, he knows what his strengths are and like the cheesiest things they say about Captain America in the first Avengers uh, just suggest that the things that make Spider-Man a hero have nothing to do with the webs he slings or the strength that mm-hmm. he has, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what makes him so antithetical from Tony Stark because Tony Stark had to learn to be a hero after getting things that made him a hero, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas He needs to go through Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you couldn't say it better myself. All right. Niku, Niku Mystery, Mystery, I apologize, uh, says, 
on Twitter. I'm a strong believer that Doctor Strange is under a spell by Wanda, which explains his questionable antics in No Way Home. Do you all agree with this, or am I being crazy? He's been on this one for a little bit, and Nico, <laughs> I have to tell you that this is not the case. Uh, I, Doctor I, Strange. Yes, is I don't think he's being. Crazy. I don't think you're being crazy. I, but I, but I, I just disagree. Yeah. It's not crazy. Just, no, you know. Um, no, I mean nothing's crazy. You can, you know, have you think? Uh, but yeah, yeah, like basically, like no, nah, Doctor Strange is doing what Doctor Strange does. He's just an arrogant dude. So yeah. he thought he could fix things mm-hmm. uh, for Peter, and obviously that went awry. Doctor so, Strange is magical Iron Man. Simple yeah, yeah. Doctor Strange is just out here finding Ultrons to build. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. No. I. You know. And the big thing with the Wanda thing, mm-hmm. why I wouldn't think it's that, is because I would, if they, if there ends up being some explanation for him not being the exact Doctor Strange, I, it wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world but the <laughs> yeah. wanda thing doesn't make a lot of sense to me just because that doesn't explain the why like if they were saying like this is a doctor strange from another you know universe it would be like okay maybe he has a different personality even though once again i don't think that's true but like if wanda would be controlling doctor strange that doesn't explain why he did a reckless spell for a kid you know what i mean like that actually just doesn't yeah. explain that yeah um, it's um i mean the only like okay we're we're trying to like Makes sense of that. I mean, there's the entire plot of WandaVision. Yes, right. That makes her prone to this kind, these kind of antics. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, like I don't know for this, for like Doctor Strange to fuck about like this, I would think like in some he was under the spell of someone for whatever reason. I think it'd be more of an Agatha play than a Wanda play. Yeah, if, I like it, I, would I, agree. I don't think it's anyone. Period. Yeah, no, right. but also, just, like, if, to, like, I just realized if you're to Wanda. Make sense of, if you're yeah. wandering and you're controlling Doctor Strange, the first thing you're doing is making him try to bring your kids back. Like, I, I, as I was thinking about that, is that I... Yeah, and also, it's like that other part, too, where she's already more powerful than him, so mm-hmm. what is there to gain? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's one of those things, too, where it's like, whenever, like, someone that people like a lot does something really heinous... People always try to come up with a million different excuses without yeah. because they don't want to admit that, like, oh, maybe the person is actually just a shitty person. And I think a lot of people right. are looking for excuses of why Dr. Strange is so reckless. And it's like, no, he's just a reckless person. Like, I, just, right. he, <laughs> yeah, And yeah. It, truthfully, <laughs> if you really look at his time on screen in the MCU, he obviously was super, you know, thoughtful and careful in Infinity War and Endgame. But otherwise, I mean, he's just... He Even uses in Infinity yeah. War and Endgame, there is, like, an air of recklessness. Oh, for sure. It's, yeah. it's like, there's a lot of hubris involved. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. um, like, I mean, you can argue just like a lot of that is also Star-Lord, like really screwing up everything there. But um, but even then, like, because like when Doctor Strange goes through all the possibilities, like he does that before, like they do that whole plan. So for yeah. as, as far as we know, he like saw that part coming. It was just like this was the long way to the same end. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. He just. I. W- I mean, this is exactly why I don't put him as, like, an option for a leader. Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's reckless. All right, yeah. the next question is uh, from our good friend Cecilia Stokes. It's mm-hmm. pretty long, so I'm going to, like, abridge it a little bit. But basically, <laughs> the question is that um, 
she says, I find myself struggling to read the cadence of this current phase. Whereas okay. the other phases had big building up points. This one seems to be ref- roughly one-third expanding, new characters like Shang-Chi, Eternals, one-third post-blip character developing, Spider-Man, WandaVision, and one-third big events. I think Multiverse Madness would be considered that in Spider-Man debatedly. In uh, other words, a mixed bag of origin story sequels and Avengers-type team-up movies. My initial read on the structuring is that it's expanding generally and all that, with beats of each project and the overall a- a tapestry of the MCU are a lot more very variegated than past phrases great word uh phases yeah Um, when i read that i was like what right now though i'm wondering what will make this intricate and multiplicitous lattice-like uni multiverse building effective you can tell she's a grad student what beats have they hit well so far and where are the dissonances what is the organizing principle of this phase and what will make this ultimate work out best without uh fatiguing or intimidating viewers um i think that there's a lot to go on there so i'm gonna break it down into bits i think about the way that it's structured, where it's just one-third origin stories, one-third post-blip stuff, and one-third big events, I would say, and this is like just because it's something related to what Jerome said, I would say that we're probably done with both post-blip stuff at this point. I think that that's yeah. kind of done. Yeah. Um, I think I'll add to that, too, and this kind of leads to some of her questions about structuring, is uh, we, we've mentioned this before, like, as we kind of came out of Endgame, but, you know, there's no repeating the formula. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. just like too many moving pieces at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, we're just watching a big budget series. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. just a show that keeps on going. And, um, and then like, I guess like to also kind of bring in the question about fatigue, it's making money. So until it stops making money, zero, like no one cares about fatigue. Like it's yeah. just going to keep doing uh, that. I've also come to believe, cause I've thought about this a lot and I'll let you, I apologize, but just to the no, no, thing, no, 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 no. I have come to believe that there's actually... That, that is actually not a question necessarily for the creators because I actually just don't know what you're supposed to do. If you're a creator and you have all this content coming out, what are you supposed to do? Like throttle it and not release? If You, you really can only worry about it when it starts the show. I don't know if it's something you can prepare for because, yeah. you know, it's if people are going to get fatigued, they're going to get fatigued. But if you, like, release less content out of fear people get fatigued, you're just cut making less money for a guess, you know? So anyway. Yeah, 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 completely. So um, I... I've just I've just generally found that the MCU now, and I think you mentioned it, Jerome. Like it already can't go back. Like the Infinity Saga was its contained thing. Now it was big; it had a lot of characters, but it was still contained to what the scope of that is. Now they're just doing Marvel Comics canon. Like they're just going all over the place. And um, you know, we and I've talked about this before. It's like they've set up. They've set up the street level, they've set up the cosmic level, and they've set up the kind of like mid-tier players and stuff like that. So I think we're kind of seeing different things that lead to something for certain characters and lead to somewhere else for other characters. Like I think like I was saying, the Shang-Chi uh post credits, I do I do now I'm starting to think after watching the movie again, it's it's leading me to believe that that beacon is something going to a uh, secret war. So like mm-hmm. that's one thing that um that I think of there. Um as far as the other stuff, I mean, I would just look forward to uh some of the stuff that they're doing su- supernaturally this year. We're getting Werewolf by Night, which is like this very obscure uh character that only like real Marvel heads know about. It's something that I don't even know too much about until I was reading about Werewolf by Night this past weekend. So it's just they're just doing whatever they Kevin Feige's doing what he wants to do right now. 
Like yeah. it's not, he's following, he's following a plan. They have their guidelines. They, they know, they kind of know what they're doing. They're very much in step with everything. But also I feel like they've opened it up a little bit. So they're not adhering to anything necessarily that'll drag another another character or somebody else like that down there's just no adhering anymore because there's literally no precedent for what this is Mm -hmm. yes so what happens then is you know like especially for ac and i like we grew up on animated series we grew up on various movies we've watched a bunch of them on our patreon and what is consistent across all those is like when we do an origin story, we're making an origin to their specific universe with no connection to anything outside. I think a lot of them had aspirations, but never made it. Like, never made it to yeah. the point that where we are with MCU. So when we talk about an origin movie in MCU, like, it's not an origin movie as much as just, like, an int- like not in the way that mm. we classically look at it anymore. Yeah. Because this it's just adding another player. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, adding another thing in and another thing yeah. in and another thing in because they are getting inserted into a really well, like, fully established universe at this point mm-hmm. right like when shang chi like exists like so do every other character right and if we did a shang chi movie like before it probably would have just been like some martial arts movie mm-hmm. and that it, that's it and so um and so like when at least like in terms of asking these questions at this point it's just like none of that is the case like when i think about phases now phases are just like slates like mm-hmm. we, just because yeah. you need to mm-hmm. like you can't plan this is the amount of that movies many movies ahead space. yeah these are like the amount of movies um like very different in the way that like it was before because i think the phases before was really just like we need to build this out we need mm-hmm. to build this out and now like i keep on using the same term everything is lived in so mm-hmm. you know they're it's it's less like this builds to this which builds to this it's just like this builds big moment this builds big moment which is like ac you can speak to it it's just how comics work Comics right. just keep and, on going. You just keep right. on having stories. You have big event crossovers. And I think, like you said, this is what Feige wanted this whole time. Like, he just he, wanted the ability yeah. to just, like, play with his toys. And that's what we're doing. And I think it's, I think that people are going to have menu items. I know um, Anthony Mays has come on the show and talked about, like, I'm more into the multiverse time bending aspect of mm-hmm. stuff more so totally. than a Captain America thing. And I think that's why you're going to see us something like Werewolf by Night. You see the mm-hmm. stuff that happened at the end of the Eternals with Dane Whitman and Blade, and that thing is its own going to be in its own corner. So I mean, so- you mentioned that there, and that's like actually where I think you can take that fatigue question: is where do we get to a point where, because like we're kind of already there when it comes to like how MCU dominates the world, mm-hmm. but like we're just like a large section of movies are Marvel movies, and then now you're just like having people who just exist in genre stuff and like not doing in like I need to watch every Disney Plus property, every Marvel mm-hmm. property. I think we're already getting there, especially when you think about Disney Plus in the series and that mm-hmm. like they they may be uh addendums and things that may amplify your experience, but like the urgency that you would have had as early as like the as Infinity War, mm-hmm. like I just don't I think it's going to be less and less. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's I think all of that is fair. And I mean, I even think about something like the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special that's coming out, I think, at the end totally. of this year. Yeah, so yeah. that's you. I, I forgot that that was a thing that was happening. <laughs> right. So you do, you're thinking about that. And then you're thinking about all of the animated series that they're trying to do. It is an overload of stuff. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. It mm-hmm. absolutely is. And I think managing that um, 
for us, I think is fine from a content standpoint, but from a watching standpoint, yeah. I think we discussed this at, at the end of what if, yeah, would we watch that. this if we weren't covering it for yeah. a show? And I, yeah, like, I mean, it yeah. wouldn't be. I think it was like Jake said. It wouldn't be the. It wouldn't be like, oh, I'm watching this day of. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it'll yeah, be maybe. exactly. And it's a bit like it's. It's like if you go to like an all-you-can-eat buffet, and there's some stuff in the buffet that you don't want to eat. Your response isn't to say, "Wow, there's too many options in this buffet." Once again, that's not exactly the same thing. But no, I no, think actually, that it is. already <laughs> like you I, go I for think... like the crab legs, you go for like the lobster, you go for like the prime rib. And then, like, there are the other bits there where it's just, like, if you and get it, to it, you get to But if you're it. a food reviewer, then you should try everything at the, the buffet. But anyway, the, but, no, I'm saying that's how we fit in. But I guess yes. what I would say is that when people talk about, like, the fatigue of, like, well, people want to watch everything, it's, like, people already aren't watching everything, you know? That's like, true. I, I think yeah. that, like, there are plenty of people who didn't watch a lot of the Disney Plus series or, like, I mean, Spider-Man I made... I think when Cecilia asks, what, asks a question like that, it's just, like, do I have to watch everything? And I think that I mean, that's, that's, that's what I was going to say. Is yeah. I said that people who are fans of our show or big fans yeah. of the MCU, I can understand you getting fatigued. And the answer mm-hmm. I ultimately would say to that is just watch as much of it as you want to watch. And yeah. truthfully, if you're a fan of the show... I wouldn't even and... recommend listening to our show because of half the time we pod for longer than these things run. Exactly. But <laughs> what I was going to say is that, like, and if there's something like, do I need to watch it, then uh-huh. just, you can just, you know, truthfully just ask us, do we need to watch it? Like, I, I you know. Yeah, yeah, like, I feel yeah. like we're pretty, we're pretty generally honest about what's really good and what's not great. Um, so, you could just be, you could just take an episode of, I mean, for instance, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, if you really wanted to jump off of that, you really could have, and it wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah. And the way I always think about watching stuff, honestly, is just my recommendation is purely just based on how much free time do you have to watch something. You know, like yeah. if you have my schedule, then there truly has not been anything that they've released that is not worth watching. But if you, you know, are like a working mom of two and you don't want to have the time to watch every little, you don't, you want, you have to make time to watch stuff. Then yeah, you shouldn't have watched whatever Falcon or Soldier, you know? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because this year, now that you have you have the Doctor Strange, you have Thor, and you have Black Panther two, which are relatively big films. But then these shows are like now we're diving into characters that the mainstream doesn't really know about. Moon Knight, She Hulk, that's like a new territory for a lot. Counterpoint, of people. mainstream as in our generation of fans. I think at this point, yeah, because yeah. I I think. Um, what's happening in this case, and it is exciting for those of us who are getting to know, is just like none of that matters because these are new fans, young kids. Like these are for kids. That's the other thing that we keep on mm-hmm. yeah, having to remind ourselves. Sure. Like so, like a Moon Knight, a Shang Chi, like Captain Marvel, even mm-hmm. like the all these things here are really just to like ingratiate new people. So when we like kind of have these contexts of like, well, they're not a big play or anything like that it's like yeah, they weren't when we were up in mm-hmm. it. But we we shut that down with Endgame. Yeah. After this, all bets are True. off. Yeah, and it's intriguing to see going forward what, like, how are those characters going to be received? Because yeah. I, I, I think great. I, I'm ge- <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm genuinely yeah. interested in intrigue. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that ultimately, to pay back off what you're saying, Jerome, it's like m- m- a great deal of the Marvel fans right now, their introduction to Marvel is the MCU. So characters mm-hmm. are important if the MCU says they're important, you know? Like, as That's just, right um because the thing is the characters that you know were important you knew were important because they had big comics or big cartoons and so like they you didn't like have to look back in history to see if they're important they're important because what was right in front of you said they're important and yeah it's like your mom is so old she thought she knew that iron man was never important to begin with right like Mm -hmm. just exactly (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. And then we have a question from uh, AC. It looks like you chopped out who asked this question, but the question is, and I'll get who said it, what is your biggest galaxy-brained idea a la Worst. Well, Peter, that's Carlos. You're worse, sorry. Yeah, Carlos. Yeah. Well, a la Peter messing with time and space instead of asking questions. I mean, asking emissions for it's another It's the other interview. Peter. Peter Quill knocking Thanos in the face. I think he's asking what in your life your biggest galaxy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Our personal? Galaxy that's right. That's right. I, I mean, I don't hmm. even... I do a lot of small... Like, I do a lot of solar system brained ideas. Yeah. Um, you know, like, think... Especially, uh, I don't know, just like... I'm even trying to think of a good example, but I really, there's a lot of times where I do something and I look back on it and I'm like, why in God's name do you think that would work out? You know, you could have just uh, did this, that, and the other. Um, but uh-huh. <laughs> this actually happened one? to me the other, I do. Okay. This actually happened to me the other day. Um, I was putting together. Is this, um, about, my... is this about when AC created a new timeline? Mm. <laughs> well that, i feel like that's that's a patreon related <laughs> episode for another day but um I, I was putting together my son's uh trampoline that i got him for christmas mm. and there was this one part where like and i'm not the handiest person in the world so this is one part where i was like you know what is happening why is this not being properly inserted into into this like it's just not going through so i texted friend of the show mariano and i was like yo because he 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 got the same trampoline for his son for christmas mm-hmm. so i figured let me ask him see because i got stuck on this and then he says you know um he says look at the he, you know he sends me a link to youtube and i was like yo i really could have just really could have just i'm i'm over here Looking at the looking it's crazy at the how this map. is the exact plot of Iron Man too. <laughs> so how did you invite invent vibranium again and just explain that to us? God, oh, we just... got him, got him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was really an old man moment. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah. I was gonna say that does not sound like a galaxy brain moment. That's a wash yeah. brain moment. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if we're if we're listing those as galaxy brain moments, then we're just like every time that we try to get AC like, on how the did Zoom. I not, how did I not know? How did I not get this and not know this? Like right, it right, just right, seems right. so simple, but yeah. Uh, well, galaxy brain moment. I mean, I the first time I ever went to a bowling alley, uh, it was right about the time where like jackass was like at its high Mm -hmm. and i really thought like oh it's so funny when they slide down never like it's weird Mm -hmm. enough that i've never been to a bowling alley until i was like a full-on adult Mm -hmm. but um i went for it like i just tried to do a quick slide and almost immediately like i went like full matrix pause in the air and smack dab uh and then we bowled like three games which was fun but like that was a galaxy brained idea where i definitely laid there in my own embarrassment i suppose but i didn't yeah. change like when we say galaxy brained here is this uh like are we affecting the world around us or is it i don't like, know i think it's just like yeah. an idea where you like really just didn't think of the simple thing yeah you, like did I a million so complicated bad. things oh like over okay gotcha yeah. gotcha gotcha, uh, gotcha yeah gotcha. I, where you know um <sighs> God, there's so many times i've done it which is like the problem that I can't think of one specific one. I know that sounds like a cop-out, but truly, I... I, <laughs> I mean, it's so basic, but I think any galaxy-brained idea would probably involve, like, some girl I was into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, hey. You yeah, know, I think hey. of, I remember yeah. that when I first started... <laughs> when I first started podcasting over Skype, I remember yeah. that I very easily 
could have just paid like $15 for a Skype recorder. Mm. And I remember I did like this huge process where like I downloaded multiple pro where basically what I was doing was that I was using an internal, um, like an internal audio recorder to get the person on Skype and then, or to get myself as well. I was using a dual track on GarageBand, but because the internal audio recorder I had was free and didn't play the audio through the speaker still, I then had to use GarageBand and did like the echo feature. So their track was echoing on it. So that's how I heard it. And I remember when I explained that to someone who was a podcast producer, they were like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like you really mean to tell me that that wasn't <laughs> right, $15? Right. <laughs> wasn't worth that? And it was like, I always, it was a huge delay because it had to be had to go through Skype and then it had mm-hmm. to go through the audio recorder and then come through GarageBand and then echo out and so I was always responding to people late yeah so that was a galaxy brain thing just that's mm-hmm. where I learned very early on that like time and stress is worth money and it's worth a lot more than you think it is <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, anyway great question uh, and mm-hmm. the next question um, we have a uh, long question from Dean Bachelor that I'm going to okay. uh I'm going to just go to the, the, because it's about a plot hole in No Way Home, that um, he mentions that, how how Electro says that um, he thought Peter Parker, he thought Spider-Man would be black, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But all the people who come through the portal... I, I, yeah, I already know. This is a common complaint. Yeah, are people who know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Now, I... It's one of those things where it's a plot hole, but also one that I could write an explanation for. But what are your guys' uh, opinions? I mean, not to be very dismissive, uh, it's Jamie Foxx. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, no, but, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I get that, like, we could all be, like, clever, like, oh, he didn't really know. Like, it's Jamie Foxx, and Jamie Foxx wanted to be in a Marvel movie. Like, I don't think we yeah. care, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there are certain times where even I will be like, "Why did this thing happen the way it should exactly happen in the comics?" Right, or, right. Or how something's uh, specific. no. It's a fair point. It is a plot hole. Um, I'm pretty sure if I go back and watch Noe Home, I'm going to find a ton of those. Uh, I think, and this is not a response to Dean, but just like generally how I've operated since, and I've learned a lot. Like just being on this show with you guys and also just going through like a lifetime of being a comic book and comic book, like specifically comic book movie fan. Is I really thought you were saying lifetime as in the actual network lifetime. And I was yeah, like, yeah. Yo, oh, that'd be amazing. Where, lifetime MCU. Where that's where I need MCU to go. To have, like, I, I guarantee I'll like, tell you right now, the lifetime movies are going to start having a cinematic universe. I swear. After compl- already not. We, they got to, they got to, um, yeah. no, but, uh, like just, I, I think, after seeing so many iterations and stuff, and, like, clearly MCU is, like, the most comic service, like, satisfactory experience I've ever had for this. Mm-hmm. Um, when I see, think of anything like that or when I'm, like, going through my experience of watching these things, I, I just have the same thought in my head over and over when I want to speculate to that end. It's not that deep. Just have fun. Yeah. I, I, and the thing I think about, yeah. I think yeah. about plot Certain things, yeah. a yeah. lot. Because I think that it's an overused, not an overused term, but I think that it's used as like a trump card. And I'm not saying Dean's doing this at all, but I think it's often no, he used isn't. As a, it's no, often no, no. Used it's as a, a trump fair, card. fair question. Yeah. It's used as a trump card to say this movie's bad because it has a plot hole. And I think that there's really two different types of plot holes. There are plot holes where things directly contradict the literal text of the movie, but mm-hmm. then there's also plot holes that like you could explain how maybe 
This is at most like a logical inconsistency. That he's maybe at some point like heard, you know, Gwen call him both Peter and then someone say Parker, like, and he just knew his name was Peter well, Parker. Well, people you know, have suggested, I've seen TikToks where they've like answered this question and like replay the scene and they're just like, this is the moment right here because like right when Gwen and uh, like flips the switch, she like, she yells Peter or something like that. Yeah. So in theory, he would have just heard in that mm-hmm. moment right yeah. before he gets zapped away, which would be arguably the time where he gets like then zapped mm-hmm. into yeah. that time. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing where uh, it's too loose that even the explanation itself won't be yeah. that satisfactory. Mm-hmm. But it's not to say, too, at the same time, and I think that's what you're getting at, Jake, there, where it's just like it's not really a plot hole. It's just something that's a little like shaky. Unexplained. Now, the yeah. other one that someone else mentioned that this was mentioned to us by uh, Enrico Versace, who basically asked in a long question. I, I wanted to, you Is both that the, ask great the long real questions. name? Because, like, that's awesome. I hope so. But it's a uh, great name. About basically how, how did Venom show up then? So, I think the Venom thing, I feel like, because when at the end of Let There Be Carnitas, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Venom Venom basically talks about the hive mind being able to like I've experienced so many different worlds yeah, and yeah, possibilities exactly. and stuff like that. So it it's reasonable and to Venom say makes a point to say that he like hasn't revealed everything mm-hmm. because Eddie Brock could not possibly possess mm-hmm. it. So right, if it pulls like, Venom over, then yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So he wouldn't know of a Peter Parker um in any particular universe so that would be that's the venom explanation yeah that one that one came out relatively early and i know like we were talking about the electro one that was yeah that was one i mean what are you gonna do i think jerome is right i think ultimately with these things as long as it doesn't take away from your overall viewing experience which i'm sure it didn't mm-hmm. then i'm sure you can yeah. you can let that one go and enrico yeah. had a follow-up question about basically how does peter live as a 18-year-old with no birth certificate, no anything, uh, just living in an apartment by himself. And uh, I think the thing is there's a lot of people without uh, well, adequate uh, paperwork that are fine. I mean... That, that and also, uh, like, it's not been explained really, but mm-hmm. as from anything I've heard, that's not really how that spell works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not removing your existence. It's removing people's memory of you. Exactly, yes. Right. So, like, um, we talked about it i think on the pod too it's kind of just like peter has existed and like had all those events with like all those people but they're just kind of like like just black spots just like empty spots where it's just Mm -hmm. you know he's now in everyone's memory nobody of note and Mm -hmm. so like everything has happened he fought with the avengers endgame happened all those things it's just like if anyone tries to go back and like that's the thing about like memories in those cases, like you don't know what you don't know. So mm-hmm. like it, it right. seems perfectly normal at that point. And I guess like I see how like it could still feel shaky at different points, but that's also why, you know, when he goes to the cafe, um, like MJ has that black Dahlia necklace and mm-hmm. she still has like the bandage, but she mm-hmm. can't really like piece together like why it happened. But to everyone, because like collectively everyone has forgotten, it's kind of just like, it just, right. they don't even know that they don't know. Yeah, and, it, and the thing, too, I want to emphasize is that, like, this wasn't done by science. It was done by a spell, which means yes. that it doesn't yeah. have to be, lo- it doesn't have to be logically yeah, yeah. consistent. That, yeah. like, it's not, it, it, isn't, it isn't like a spell, I mean, a 
put people, they took, like, a thing that scientifically altered their brains, or, like, that he, his, you know, molecules stopped existing in the universe. It is just It's a not a thread to pull on, yeah. Exactly. And so, like, it, the spell worked because it worked. Like, it can't, there can't be a logical inconsistency in a spell because it's a spell. Like, if the spell can work it out, it doesn't have to. And so I think, like, like you said, it's not like his birth certificate, it's not like his birth certificate disappeared, like, the Back to the Future photo, you know? Like, he was. That's right. He still exists. And like I said, also, there are also plenty of people in New York who don't have birth certificates who have apartments. Like, it's actually not... My favorite example of all of it, like, the joke example, I mentioned it, I think, on the pod, is just, it's the joke forget-me-nots, right? Like, they're Mm -hmm. just... Like, that's what's happening. Like, essentially, Mm -hmm. the world got roofied for Mm -hmm. every possible interaction they've ever had with Peter Parker. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing, too, though, is that their me- your memories fill in gaps if you don't if there's not like if you for example drink too much you what your memory won't really fill in the gaps That's because you know because yeah. you know because yeah. you know that you don't remember it but like yeah. I'm, i can guarantee you that mj and maybe i'm not right about this but i would say that maybe there's a possibility that mj she might not be like i don't know what happened she might like have another explanation that her mind cooked up you know as Completely. opposed to yeah, yeah. in the and, same and way that I the think, avengers I think what we're setting up there is just like because they have the precedent for it and she even says at the end it's just like She'll probably figure it out again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and actually, I kind of yeah. hope that's what happens. I think, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think that you have that interaction at the end if that's not the case. I, I don't know. Completely. Maybe wrong, but yeah, um, but yeah uh, I think that that is all of our questions that we have uh, on deck. Hey. Um, mm-hmm. Really appreciate all those questions. Uh, we love talking about these properties. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, really looking forward to everything that's coming up. I'm excited to talk about that some more. We're going to have some fun stuff coming up in these next couple months where there's not... At the moment, there's nothing. There's nothing officially on schedule until Multiverse of Madness, even though there's going to be stuff. Sure, right, AC. Yeah, uh, we're still waiting on the official release date of uh, the Disney Plus series later this year. I know Moon Knight is going to be up first. We just need to figure out exactly when that is. I'm assuming it's going to take place not too long after Boba Fett is over. And, oh wow. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll do we we'll take do we have name. any level of confirmation that it's that far along in its production and post? Well, Moon Knight. Yeah, or is it like done? Oh yeah, that thing been done. Okay, so yeah, 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 that thing, yeah. Right. yeah, that thing been done for a little bit. Um, okay, I know Miss Marvel is the one that I think we're still going for reshoots, mm-hmm. and uh, She Hulk, She Hulk is done too. So She Hulk is I think is in post. So mm-hmm. so She Hulk I think is coming in the late spring early summer and uh miss marvel probably in the fall if i had to guess and then you know we'll see what happens with secret invasion i know secret invasion is still uh is still shooting too so we have that coming up so it'll it'll be interesting i'm I'm excited for moon knight i want to see what oscar isaac does in this particular role mm-hmm. playing a uh basically a a crazy person um mm-hmm. a crazy person with many personalities and basically the MCU's version of Batman, probably with a few more jokes. So, right. so that yeah. so that should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, Ethan I, Hawke. Yeah. Ethan. Hawk yeah, I said this. it before. I obviously was sold on at the moment that it was Oscar Isaac playing the MCU's version of Batman. But when he Ethan Hawke said in an interview that he was basing his character on David Koresh, I truly just <laughs> wanted to Venmo Kevin Feige my entire balance. Like I just it's just like uh, okay, great, awesome. I'm, yeah, I'm stoked. <laughs> yeah, like, so that, that, that's where we yeah. are with like. 
MCU. Like we brought Jay Christie into MCU or like MCU brought Jay Christie in on just like, oh, these are interesting. And now they're getting weird for him. And like, what yes, they and they're getting weird in the ways and a lot of the times the ways I want them to be. And particularly because I think that with projects like this that are don't need to be as adherent to specific comic things. There's a totally. lot of interesting star making choices that like, I mean, there's the fact that this is a show with it's headlined by Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke who are two of the greatest American well, actors, I mean. Yeah, and I think it's also, too, and that's the benefit of, like, going into these new characters, is, like, when we, I mean, AC and Steph went through so many old comics and just, like, mm-hmm. breaking down how problematic it was because of its mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Like, the benefit of, like, newer characters, newer stories, is they are writing more toward, like, our generation, where, mm-hmm. like, yeah. things... Aren't you know always racist, right? So, <laughs> um, so but I think like to that end too. I think like that's where you kind of get these kind of characters that, uh, even if they don't necessarily speak to us, like we just like will enjoy them a lot more because they're just more written to our voice at this point. Mm-hmm. And, and there's yeah, a, yeah, yeah sure. it feels like almost that with a character like Moon Knight, whatever the choices they make to portray Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight. Well, obviously, and this is an obvious point, but those are going to be what 99% of people think Moon Knight is. There's nothing to be holding to. And so, like, right. it's not, like, Ethan Hawke is able... Like, if Ethan Hawke was playing the villain in, like, one of the a Phase 1 movie, one, because it probably would be considered too risky, but also because the Phase 1 villains probably have too much backstory, he couldn't be like, I'm going to play him like cult leader David Crash. Whereas, like, a Moon Knight mm-hmm. villain, like, he can make that choice because it's not someone that people are going to be offended if he's not portrayed a certain way. And also, MCU has, like, kind of earned its like tremendous amounts of goodwill to like be allowed to take different mm-hmm. steps with their characters, mm-hmm. even if they're like well-known, like granted, I'm, this is really not for the sake of bringing back and giving AC a hard time, mm-hmm. but like things like Iron Man three mm-hmm. and stuff like that, like um, mm-hmm. just the way like things kind of have come around. So even if they're well-established characters, I think there's just a level of trust where just like MCU has become its own canon. Like people are not exactly going to MCU with a, like a full comic mm-hmm. mind of like this has to be exactly yeah. like that. Yeah, I'm not just do. interested to see do. what yeah, the take like, what the take is on the character these yeah. days. Like how yeah. they mm-hmm. how they add to it and kind of twist it and change it up a little bit. I, I I and you know considering all the types of writers and people involved that they added now to these shows and you know more diversity in those in those types mm-hmm. of people i think is it'll serve it'll serve the mcu well and i'm kind of excited to see what they have cooked yeah up. two things i think it is kind of funny that like when we talk about the diversity strides are taking which obviously they are i think because he doesn't because he goes by oscar isaac as opposed to i forget what his actual his legal last name is i think we forget that like oh wait moon knight is being played by a hispanic person. like it's that's also a huge mm-hmm. win like and no one's even talking about it because he goes by oscar isaac but also yeah. i think a big thing too is and this goes back to I remember, I don't know if I got in arguments, but I remember I was like, when the whole Scarlett Johansson thing was happening, I did believe the reports about Kevin Feige being really pissed about it, because I think that so much of what the interesting stuff they get to do is like, if the MCU, I think, didn't have a good reputation with letting big actors kind of play, then I don't, like, especially Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke are two guys who are notoriously kind of not a fan of doing bullshit. Like, obviously, they have done it in the past, but, like, mm. they, they're not, they wouldn't just do, I mean, they might do something for a paycheck, but, like, especially Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke doesn't need to do right. this. He's fine. E- I'd say Ethan Hawke more than, I, yeah. it's not fair, like, just more than Oscar Isaac. Yes. He's not saying anything about Oscar Isaac. No. It just means that, yeah. Yeah, like, I think that to, ha- to have someone like a Kate Blanchett when she played Hella clearly have a great time 
doing it, do a really interesting performance and all that. Like, I think that that is so valuable. And I uh-huh. don't think it'd be overrated because you, at this point now, you, MCU gets the biggest actors and you really don't have that many phone-ins anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Anthony Hopkins no, is probably the last yeah. guy to phone in an MCU movie. And even, really even like with the phone, like his performance of Ragnarok is brilliant. Yeah, I mean he's yeah. he's the guy who invented. I forget what interview he said it in that in some scripts he writes in the margins NAR, which means no acting required because the costume <laughs> in the set is so much that he just doesn't have to act. Right, right, right. That's no, great. I mean it even has me to the point where I'm really excited for Natalie Portman uh, mm-hmm. doing her own version of Thor mm-hmm. in this. Because uh, I think she's Thor. trying, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean she better. Yeah, she got freaking a... yoked. They'd be stupid to eat that much protein and then not, <laughs> not try to act. Um, did I okay, just because you're talking? We were talking about Oscar Isaac so much and just like collecting check or just like decisions and stuff. Did I hear correctly that there's a rumor that he might come back as Apocalypse again? Oh no, that's not real. Okay, there, no. right, just check. I will say this: just check it. Oscar Isaac's talking about his experience as Apocalypse seems like the most musical thing in the world in terms of how much makeup he had to do and <laughs> sure, how, of course, like, of course. his voice was modulated. And most of his lines weren't in English. It truly. <laughs> Is having Oscar Isaac play Apocalypse is a bit like buying a Lamborghini just to drive in the Upper East Side of Manhattan. It's like you could have had anyone do this. You could have had a guy, a guy mm. who's just good at fitting in costumes, play this character. You know, how do you have Oscar Isaac? Look, you either fit in or fit out. I'm just telling you that, Jake. Oh man, that movie. <laughs> I I remember my oh, take on that movie the first time I saw it was it's the only movie I've ever seen that was too bloated and also nothing happened. Um, right. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's enough digressing for us. You know, we could digress with the best of them. And because we're not getting any content until March, probably, we will. So please join us as we digress some more, both on this feed and the <laughs> Patreon. You can follow us on Patreon, patreon.com slash mcuniversitypod. The Discord has been great the past couple days. Um, some great discussions about the MCU and honestly just, like, everything wide-ranging. We have a great Book of Boba Fett discussion going on. Um, I asked in there, and I don't know if you guys have any opinions, since they, like, kind of humanized the Tusken Raiders, what, in hindsight, offensive race of star wars characters do you want them to uh humanize next you know like the watto do you want like them to try to do that um that's mostly a joke i don't actually need an answer for that um but... i mean i guess the answer may be jar jar but... i was literally gonna say that yeah. my answer was that my having watched the star wars prequels within the last two years i legitimately think the this is obviously i you know what i mean i think i have to go with the gungans just for the like gungans, asian I, peeps i just it's so well no the gungans aren't the asian ones the oh wait which one no which... i was gonna say the nemodians which is what i'm gonna say is that's the i was gonna then. say yes having rewatched them they are actually the most offensive of any of them they just don't yeah, get yeah, much yeah. screen time but like in terms yeah, of yeah. actually how offensive they are they are significantly yeah. more offensive the than... droids yeah <laughs> it's the thing is that i can do a jar jar binks impression and people know it's a jar jar binks impression if i did an impression of the nemoidians i would be canceled because it's like what that that's the most yeah, racist oh, yeah, thing yeah, i've yeah, ever heard like it's um <laughs> watching back those movies i'm just like what is happening it's, it's actually it's so jarring it, it really is like I, I've joked before that like the amount of racist characters in the Star Wars prequels and even the and even the main trilogy, honestly, mm-hmm. distracts from the other racist characters in the Star Wars prequels. They, and the, what do they do? They own all the droids. Uh, no, they're the trade. Wait, the you mean they're the, the trade uh, federation, right? They're the trade federation, yeah. And Which means also, like, like, they like they must very be like... conservative and stingy and not. Tr- they also are backstabby, is the thing too. They, they're yeah. back savvy. They're the Trade Federation. They probably have accumulated a wealth of money. Mm-hmm. Asking you, me, that's a that's a bunch of crazy rich Asians right there. Bonum, great stuff. 
All right, so that was a dumb joke that I had in the Discord, and I needed to share with everyone else because it didn't, honestly, honestly, I didn't get that much response to the Discord. So, uh, so you can see me saying stupid shit like that. Um, you can see Springthorpe showing off his deep knowledge of the prequels, which I'm really impressed with because he's a, he, he just as a deep. Oh yeah, he's going in. I mean, it's less. <laughs> he's actually not so much going in as he's just like showing off the dumb Star Wars ephemera that he knows. Which, <laughs> as someone who has made his entire personality based on knowing ephemera, I can't really blame him for that. Oh but yeah, so yeah, join yeah. up. It's, it's clear and, you two are like yeah. besties. Yeah, we're really close because we both just love n- yeah. useless bullshit. Um, and so uh, anyway, um, trade federation. Sorry. What truly? It's so insane. Uh, follow us at MC University Pod. Jerome, we're gonna be able to follow you. Uh, you can follow me at Black Dragon Roll on Instagram and Twitter. And AC, you can follow me at on Twitter at Anthony Canton underscore three. I do want to add next week will be a episode of myself and the one and only Howard Bryant talking about Daredevil issues two twenty six to two thirty three. Yeah, it's the Born Again storyline where mm. where uh, cool. the Kingpin basically messes with Matt Murdock's life and takes this whole situation out. So I'm um, looking forward to talking with Howard about that. And the final that. season of Daredevil is like an it's adaptation new, yeah. of that, right? It's an adaptation. Or like not an adaptation, but like it's uh, influenced, I guess. It was inspired. Yeah, inspired, heavily, inspired. Yeah, yeah, heavily, yeah, it's actually heavily influenced. Yeah. There's a lot of what that show did mm-hmm. uh, that involves the book. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking with Howard about that. And um, if you're a Patreon subscriber, um, I do have a plan to do a little bit of a a different flip on on a no way home discussion and call mm-hmm. them the no way home sessions mm-hmm. uh, okay. where i'm going to take a certain aspect of now the movie. ac as you're talking yes. do you mind not scratching your neck so you're not scratching the microphone <laughs> you're talking I, I i keep forgetting that i'm that i'm on my phone here um yeah i'm i'm looking you, forward you mean to he doing... can't be talking like he's leading the fellowship with the ring <laughs> <laughs> shout out to lord of the rings um but yeah i'm looking forward to talking about that we're gonna what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna take a certain aspect of the movie and then also take a certain aspect of watching movies and talk about it with uh whether it be patrons or people not normally associated with our show just it sounds like we're not invited, Jake. That's fine. I mean, well, you know, <laughs> okay, and, also, and also, we got other content coming. We're going to do. We got some, a lot going. Going to do yeah. a, probably you know two at two different points, uh, maybe a halfway check in, and then the end a book of Boba Fett pod. And mm-hmm. I know AC, I know you're going to do Peacemaker, and I would like to yeah, be there. Yeah, Peacemaker's coming out next week. I'm very excited for that show. Yeah, I'll I be think there. We never talked about Insecure. We no, never that's true. did. I don't yeah. want to say. Yeah. Someone asked on the Discord. Discord. Yeah. Oh, someone asked on Discord for if, if, if you and Shivani are going to do it. Yeah. Oh, so, nice. So, Jerome, I know you watched the documentary, right? Did I ever? I cried through the documentary. Shoot, I didn't even get to watch it yet. I mean, I got to watch the documentary, and maybe we can do a retrospective at some point just Sounds to great. Sa- satiate. Satiate the folks, but mm-hmm. yeah, subscribe yeah. to the Patreon and mm-hmm. and uh, appreciate yep. everybody's support. Yep, and you can follow me at the Jay Christie and just like I said, keep listening to all the stuff and you know check out the Patreon because we got the stuff coming up. Um, got a really awesome year of stuff coming up. I already know. Um, just because I think that we're gonna do like the normal stuff, where we review other movies and TV shows, and I also think that you know we're just gonna AC's gonna do in depth interviews. I'll probably do more bullshit, and then Jerome, you know, he's just gonna <laughs> whatever he wants to do, he can do that too. Um, but uh, yeah. Wahoo. I'm I'm the Wanda of this operation. Honestly, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and so, yep, for Anthony Canton the third, for Drum Chang, I'm Jay Christie. Have a good one. <laughs>